Welcome to Sock Talk from Orange Socks, where we discuss topics affecting people with disabilities. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Neviker. In this episode, I'll be talking about NIPT prenatal testing. I want to thank Invita, the National Institutes of Health, Bloom Life, Integrated Genetics, the Nuffield Council on Bioethics, and their websites for the facts and figures. So first off, NIPT is an acronym for Non-Evasive Prenatal Testing. This is a blood test that can screen for common genetic conditions like Down syndrome. It works by looking to see if your baby has any extra or missing pieces of chromosomes that may lead to a medical condition. It's important to know that it's a screening test only. A positive result doesn't necessarily mean the baby has a condition. The test results show the baby has an increased risk, but it cannot diagnose a disorder. So here's some sobering statistics. Many private providers state that the NIPT is 99% accurate or has 99% sensitivity. Here's the deal. The conditions the test purports to screen for occur in less than 1% of the children born. That means you could give a dummy test to 100 pregnant women and say to all of them, their baby does not have these conditions, although statistically, one actually would. And guess what? Your prediction would be 99% accurate. I like the quote from Bloom Life. The quote, uh, NIPT can detect over 99% of fetuses with Down syndrome, but a positive test on an NIPT does not mean you have a 99% chance of having a baby with Down syndrome, unquote. I say, beware of how statistics are represented. I'm going to read something from the Newfield Council on Bioethics. Sometimes NIPT gives a chance result when the fetus does not actually have the condition. If you receive a high chance result for Down syndrome, there is a 1 in 5, that's 20% chance, that the result is wrong and your fetus does not have the condition. For Patel syndrome, there's a 1 in 2, or 50% chance, the result is wrong. For Edwards syndrome, it's 3 in 5, or 60% chance. So if you want to know for sure, you will have to have a diagnostic test, such as the amniocentesis. Some companies give people's results as being positive or negative, which, as you can see, is highly misleading or, at best, confusing, unquote. So why even have the test? The fact is, there are some good reasons to and some good reasons not to. How exactly does the test work? I had to look this up. Well, during pregnancy, the mother's bloodstream contains a mix of free cell DNA that comes from her cells and cells from the placenta. Free cell DNA is DNA that is free-floating as opposed to DNA that is in a cell's nucleus. It's considered non-invasive because all they have to do is draw the mother's blood. An invasive test would be like an amniocentesis where they have to draw amniotic fluid from the uterus itself which can have some complications. So basically the blood test, they analyze it, they look at what DNA is there and can separate out what's the mom and what might be the fetuses. In the past, it was women who were 35 and older, who had previously had a child with a genetic disorder, or who had a family history that were recommended to get the test. But now the American College of Obstetrics recommends every mother, regardless of risk, get the test. Now I find this interesting in light of the possible false positives and negatives that I talked about previously. However, if it's just used as a screening tool where more accurate testing can be done, if indicated and desired, that seems to make sense. But don't make 
dramatic decisions based on screening tests alone. I've done a number of Orange Sox interviews where a screening test indicated something wrong with the baby and the parents were strongly encouraged to terminate the pregnancy, only to find when the baby was born that he or she didn't have that condition. Some time ago, I interviewed Tamara and Matthew, who had an NIPT test to determine the sex of their baby, which it can actually do. But to their surprise, they also found the baby was high risk for Down syndrome. My first interview with them, Tamara was pregnant. So the interview got their thoughts and feelings of things to come. Now remember for Down syndrome, there's a 25% false reading, but that means it's actually 80% accurate. Well, it turns out the test was accurate and they had baby Grayson who uh, has Down syndrome. I did a follow-up interview with them after Grayson was born. Tamara admitted she was hoping the test wasn't accurate. So they still went through the grieving stages when little Grayson was born, even though the test gave them forewarning. Of course, like all Orange Sox interviews, they are now just as pleased as Punch with Grayson and now wonder what they were all concerned about. I've talked with some women who, because nothing is guaranteed, say they wouldn't want to have the NIPT test. Others say they would so they could be prepared for the possibility of a child with one of those conditions that it's sensitive to. I think it's a personal decision. Just because it's recommended doesn't mean you have to get it. Just because it's right for one person doesn't mean it's right for you. I've spoken with many parents who said that regardless of the test results, they would continue the pregnancy and love their child. Now the NIPT test was not available to us prior to our daughter Vanessa being born. What was available was an ultrasound. The doctor was concerned that my wife, Laurel, and me being 45 at the time, our chances of having a child with Down syndrome were fairly high. In an ultrasound, he measured this and that bone lengths and head size and announced that she did not have Down syndrome. So we experienced our own false negative, if you will, when she was born and had Down syndrome. Like Tamara, I went through the grieving stages, but like all Orange Sox interviews, I now wonder what I was so concerned about. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Sox is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Sox on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesox.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.